Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jimmy. And we're the Talk to the Hand podcast. Hello, Beth. Hi, Jimmy. Oh, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> I said, didn't I, before we started, this is going to be another one where I'm not well, Beth. Yeah. Man flu again. No, not really. I've got a sore throat. And the really annoying thing is, is we're away next weekend. Yeah. So we're having to do two episodes back to back today. Yeah. And my voice is going to be croaking through both of them. Not the best start. So we're going to do an episode today covering a lady who is... Very topical today, even though she was a star in the making in the 90s. She is one of my favourites, and there might be some listeners that like it as well, Dancing on Ice. Uh, This person has recently been voted off Dancing on Ice. And she's in Coronation Street. Coronation Street, But of course, back in the 90s, we all knew her when she broke through on Channel 4's Brookside. We did, we did. That's probably a show that is worthy of an episode on its own at some point. It is, isn't it? Especially because aren't they looking to bring that back as well? Are they? I don't know. I thought I'd read something that they are somewhere that they are. It's funny, isn't it? There's always talk about just about everything from the 90s. I think we're just hitting that point now. We're used to it from the 80s where things get remade and reworked. But we're just hitting that point now where it's all the 90s stuff that people are looking at. And I guess it's because people like us are at the age we're at now. Yeah, yeah. Which for you is is a lot older than me. Really? (laughs) (laughs) So the person we're going to cover today is Claire Sweeney. Brilliant. Let's rewind to the 90s. Claire Jane Sweeney was born on the 17th of April 1971. She hails from Walton, Liverpool and is the daughter of a butcher who owned a shop in Toxteth. She says her parents were great role models, especially her mum, describing her as our best friend. Aww. That's nice. <laughs> I hope my daughter sees me as our best friend. I don't think she does, not at the moment. Well, 14-year-old uh, yeah, teenager. Yeah, our 14-year-old, <laughs> sometimes you're her best friend, sometimes you're her worst enemy. <laughs> Uh, Claire Sweeney says she, her dad really helped push her career to the extent of taking her to gigs in the back of the meat van. Oh, lovely. That must have been nice and smelly. So her formative training took place at the Elliot Clark Theatre School in Liverpool, all while contributing to the father's shop at the weekend. So she was helping out in the butchers, mm. but obviously going to this theatre school during the week. She started that theatre school at 11 years old and she knew what she wanted to do with her life as soon as she began there. Prior to that, Claire Sweeney wanted to be a nun. That's funny, isn't it? That's not really something you hear kids (laughs) say, especially not these days. No. At the tender age of 14, she secured her inaugural singing opportunity at the Montrose Club in Liverpool, and she was earning £25 for her performance, which I suppose at 14 is decent money back then, isn't it? Yeah. Subsequently, she pursued a full-time education at the Italia Conte Academy of Theatre Arts in London, In 1987, she actively participated in the Southport Summer Youth Theatre Workshop's rendition of the musical Hair. Hair, right. Do you know that musical? Is that like Hairspray? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I don't think it is because it's just hair, but maybe it's the first first half of Hairspray. (laughs) Following her stage school years, Sweeney ventured into numerous singing engagements before she secured the role of Lindsay Corkhill in Brookside in 1989. Mm. She showcased her vocal talents aboard P&O cruise ships for a four-year stint before making her way back to Britain. And upon returning, Sweeney resumed her portrayal of Lindsay, emerging as a central character until the series concluded in 2003. So when she initially joined Brookside, she mm. was sort of a bit part player, a part-time, yeah. now-and-then type character. 
she went away and was still doing the singing and we know from when we've seen her on television yeah. there's any excuse to she, start yeah, belling out notes um and then she came back from that and then resumed her role as lindsay corker and i think it was probably around the mid 90s that we really come to know her to know her as that character and i guess a lot of the time in the soaps you often do have only like a one-year contract or you have say like um, you're going to be in 10 episodes mm. or something and then actually the viewers really like them and the writers then keep them back in so fair play for her to obviously she was able to go and do her singing but then come back and then obviously have it as a as a regular role do you remember much about brookside Bits of it, yeah. You watched it more than I did. Well, I think I my think, mum watched it quite a lot, so yeah. it was on the television at home. I remember a couple of key things, mainly involving the same actress, Anna Friel. Yes, yeah. Um, I remember the first lesbian kiss. kiss. Yes. And yeah. then I remember the whole thing with her dad. Was it Trevor, I think? Burying him under the Burying him the, in the uh, garden. And yeah. her mum was sort of a bit wishy-washy, yes. kind of thing, yeah. quite yeah. nervous kind of character. But yeah, I remember some some massive things. But of course, like culturally, Brookside had a big impact. If you think of how big Harry Enfield's program was back in the day, yes, yeah. well, the Scousers were kind of you remember the Scousers? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That was largely built off the back of a couple of Brookside characters. Yeah, with the, the curly perm and moustache. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Sweeney's foray into Celebrity Big Brother in two thousand and one, in support of Comic Relief, marked a pivotal moment in her career. It was during this stint that she formed a lasting friendship with Anthea Turner. I would not have put those two together. No, no. Her participation in the show significantly elevated her profile among the British audience, paving the way for her portrayal of Roxy Hart in the London production of the musical Chicago. That's a good one. I like Chicago. So it's really interesting. I think that was probably the point that she broke out of being a soap star and became more of a sort of generic star in celebrity circles. But then also being able to pursue her love of music. And also in, in the same year, Sweeney began a relationship with businessman Tony Hibbard, and that relationship went on to last for six years. A year later, in 2002, Sweeney launched her album, which was imaginatively titled... Claire! It was titled Claire, and that was with Telstar Records, and it featured a, a blend of original compositions and cover versions of popular songs. The album reached number 15 in the UK Albums Chart in July 2002. In 2003, Sweeney graced the stage once again, taking on a leading role in the global tour of Fosse. Sweeney then secured a recurring spot on the panel of ITV's revamped Loose Women from 2003 to 2005, later opting to step away to focus on her theatrical pursuits. I guess she's an ideal candidate for something like Loose Women Loose because she's very because. outspoken, she's quite a bubbly, lively character. So as a panellist, I think she'd probably make quite a good yeah. fit. Yeah, she'd have a lot of opinions, she wouldn't mind sharing them. She could be quite argumentative as well. Yeah, I don't have anything against her. I just don't think she's my cup of tea. Yeah, you're probably not her cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, you're probably right. Between 2005 and 2006, Sweeney graced the stage in pantomime productions of Snow White and Aladdin at the Theatre Royal, Nottingham. In July 2006, she assumed the role of Miss Adelaide in the British production of Guys and Dolls at the Piccadilly Theatre in London's West End. Sweeney also starred in the stage with Dirty Dancing star Patrick Swayze before embarking on an extensive UK tour with the same production. That's I didn't not know a, that. No, that's not Patrick a bad thing Swayze? to have on your CV, is it? Wow. So beyond her stage endeavours, Sweeney delved into presenting various shows, including Challenge of a Lifetime, I'm Famous and Frightened, A Song for Europe and 60 Minute Makeover. 60 Minute Makeover, yeah, she presented that for one. That was the only one of them that yeah. I can recall. What was I'm Famous and Frightened? 
We should Google that. Let me have a, a quick look while we're here. Oh, wow. So, you know, we like looking at IMDb ratings before we yeah. watch something. I'm famous and frightened. How many was it rated? Give How me much? a guess. Well, because of your shock response, I'm thinking, what, is it a five out of ten or something? Lower. You're joking. 3.1. 3.1. We're going to have to try and Google some of it, though. Listeners, help us out. Has anyone watched I'm Famous and Frightened? Who else was on it? So apparently it was a living TV reality show where eight celebrities stayed for three nights in a haunted castle and had to do terrifying challenges to raise money for charity. And each one was evicted until only the winner was left. There was a, a bit of an extra show, uh, which was I'm Famous and Frightened Extra, <laughs> which was kind of like... Big Brother's Little Brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was presented by Brian Dowling. Oh, right. So I was going to say, is this not just it, like it Big Brother? four series. Big Brother in a haunted house, is it not? Yeah, it sounds like but over a much shorter period of time. Okay. Probably more like a mix between Big Brother and The Jungle because they clearly yeah. had challenges and stuff to do. Yeah. But between 2004 and 2005, there were four series of it. That's so funny. We're going we're gonna to have to watch some of them. The first season had the likes of Gary Bushell, Toby Anstis, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie, Cheryl Baker, Keith Chegwin, all the oh, regular yeah, type of, yeah. uh, I don't want to say Z-list, no, but maybe. Yeah, the ones that need to sort of get their profile back up. Yeah, and, and, and that theme pretty much continued uh, throughout the remaining seasons with the likes of Christopher Biggins appearing on the oh, fourth season. Yeah. Oh, and The Latch. Oh. The Latch yeah. was on, uh, Lee Latch and Evans was on the fourth season as well. That never came up when we did research on him. No, but interestingly, when we look at the winners of each of them, Julie Goodyear from Coronation yes, Street won the first yeah. one. Okay. Rusty Lee. Yes. An yeah. absolute icon. Icon. Faith Brown. Okay. Yes. Ruth Maddock, who was oh, in Heidi yeah, High. Yeah. yeah, she won the fourth one. So wow, that's a, yeah, a that something is, we've learned. That is good. So Claire Sweeney presented "I'm Famous and Frightened," and her versatile talent also extended to television programs such as Mersey Beat and Clocking Off. In 2004, Sweeney showcased her dancing skills as a contestant in the first series of BBC Pro Celebrity Ballroom Dancing Competition, Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, so she was back in yeah, season one. Season one. More recently, she's taken on the role of the host of television series Chef vs. Britain and remains a regular panellist on uh, Loose Women. So she's kept herself quite busy, hasn't she? And she's gone back. So I like the fact that she's varied it. She's had the acting in Brookside. She's done her theatre work, working with Patrick Swayze, and then going back to TV in 2004. Well, in 2005, the fitness DVD title Claire Sweeney, The Perfect Fit with Weight Watchers, hit the shelves. Sweeney held the esteemed Forces Sweetheart title for a period, and then in 2001, she clinched the Rear of the Year award alongside John Ungman. Oh, yeah. That was Nick Cotton, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, there's a pair. That is. So the actress took centre stage in the pantomime production of Snow White at the Regent Theatre Stoke-on-Trent in 2008, and the same year saw her featured prominently in the documentary Claire Sweeney's Big Fat Diet on ITV where she deliberately gained two stone in six weeks to underscore the potential health risks associated with poor eating habits and a lack of exercise. Subsequently, she headlined the touring production of the musical Shout alongside Sue Pollard, hiding mm. high getting another little yeah. entrance into the, show, into the episode. March 2009 witnessed Sweeney's appearance in advertisements for Deluxe Paint and she became the face of Park Christmas Savings. In 2009, she portrayed Carry On, the Wicked Fairy, 
in Sleeping Beauty, sharing the stage with comedian Kev Orkin at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley. Throughout 2010, Sweeney made several guest panellist appearances on Loose Women Again and served as a commentator on The David Dickinson Show. In July 2010, she assumed the role of presenter for Chefs at Sea on GMTV. And in October 2010, Sweeney expanded her portfolio by launching her own jewellery range on the shopping channel Bid TV. Now I have to say I'm getting a bit like she's doing a bit of everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'm, I've got mixed feelings mm. on this because in one, she's everywhere. Yeah. Like, and like, just chill out. But there's another part of me that thinks, actually, this is a single mum who needs to work and has made an absolute fortune. I was shocked when I yes, realised how yeah. much money she actually made. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, going back to sort of the fitness videos, at the end of the day, she would appeal to quite a few people in terms of not pretentious, like some celebrities yes, would be. Yes, down to earth. Down to earth. She would appeal to the real woman. Mm. So I can understand from her point of view the sort of the weight gain. A bit like um, Claire from Steps when she did her weight programmes and her weight fitness videos. I think she appeals to people, real people. Normal people, yeah. They yeah. can relate to her. So that I get, but it just seems a bit of a jump then from then doing jewellery. But maybe she'd had an interest in jewellery and someone had approached her and she was like, oh, I'd love to do something that different. Keeping it keeping it different, well, learning new skills. As we go through the rest of the episode, we'll see yeah. that she, she ventures into other areas yes. also. So yeah. in 2011, she made a triumphant return to musical theatre, taking on the role of the girl in Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Tell Me on a Sunday. Simultaneously, she stepped into the shoes of Paulette in the first UK tour of Legally Blonde, the musical, filling the spot vacated by fellow Liverpudlian Liz McLaren. From Atomic Inn? Yes. Yeah. During April 2011, she showcased her acting prowess as Amanda in BBC television series Candy Cabs. The year 2012 saw Sweeney gracing the UK tour of Educating Me Too alongside Matthew Kelly. Oh, yeah, I love Matthew, like Kelly. Matthew Kelly. Well, I just feel massive sympathy for him. He got such a rough ride. He mm. comes across as a really nice bloke and he was unfairly treated and, and obviously a massive impact mm. on him personally and, in, of course, his career. Yeah, he did. Her versatility was evident as she made guest panellist appearance on Loose Women again. Sweeney continued to shine in musical productions. Sweeney returned for a comic relief fundraising show in February 2013. Alongside Natalie Cassidy, Sonia. Sonia, yeah. Dean Gaffney. Yeah. Robbie. Right, yeah. And Ricky Groves. Oh, he played the... He was married to one of the Slaters. You... Oh, um, yeah, he was um, Linda's husband. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they all participated in Let's Dance for Comic Relief, delivering a performance of You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray. Mm. The group secured second place in their heat, earning a two-to-one judges' vote victory over Ricky Hatton. <laughs> Despite a spirited effort, they fell short in the grand final, ultimately losing to winning finalist Anthony Cotton. And Anthony Cotton. He was, he was everywhere, wasn't he? He was, he was. Also in 2003, Sweeney announced her engagement to Daniel Wiley and went on to give birth to her first child, a boy named Jackson, in September 2014. They seemed to have split up prior to the birth, but in Octo October 2014, Sweeney announced she was back with Wiley and Claire and Daniel split up again in July 2015. Sweeney co-wrote the comedy musical Sex and the Suburbs with Mandy Mudden, which enjoyed a stage run from May to June 2014. Since 2015, Sweeney has been the host of her own series, Magic on the Musicals, on Magic Radio. And then throughout 2015 and 16, she took on the role of Velma Von Tussle in the UK tour of Hairspray. 
So she did actually yeah. get around to Hairspray. She then. did do Hairspray. In 2019, Sweeney made a notable appearance in a special episode of Radio 2's Friday Night is Music Night, celebrating Tony Hatch's 80th birthday. She also showcased her acting skills as Hayley in the BBC sitcom Scarborough, sharing the screen with Jason Manford, Stephanie Cole and Catherine Tilsley. I've watched that. Scarborough's quite good. On Christmas Day of the same year, she presented a biography of Cilla Black on Radio 2. July 2021 witnessed Sweeney's performance at GAY alongside drag queen Veronica Green during the regular cabaret night, Defying Musicals. The year was challenging for everyone in the industry, though, due to the lockdown, and Claire had sold her a big house in Mallorca that she bought in 2004 for 690,000 euros. After taxes were taken into account, she did make her money back, and the proceeds from that sale was what helped her through a difficult 2021. And during that year, she's openly said... She earned £5,000 through that whole year. Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? During the Eurovision Song Contest in 2023 final in Liverpool, Sweeney provided alternative Scouse commentary, accompanied by a participant selected through BBC Radio Merseyside's Voice of Eurovision talent search campaign. In April 2023, though, news broke that Sweeney would be joining the cast of Coronation Street as Cassandra Plummer. She made her first appearance on The Cobbles in June, stepping into the role as Tyrone Dobbs' biological mother and Evelyn Plummer's daughter. So she seems to have really made a home at Coronation Street. Yeah, and fair play to her. Again, going back to her acting roots now. So to kick off 2024, Sweeney made an appearance as a contestant on Dancing on Ice, the 16th series. Wow. I can't believe that. That is a lot. I've watched it from the beginning. Have you watched every season? I think so. There might only be a couple... Oh, I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She was paired with Colin Grafton and she was the third to be eliminated. Before joining the show, she said, I wanted to challenge myself. You get little vulnerabilities and anxieties with menopause and you start to lose your bottle as you get older. So I want to conquer some fears and get my confidence and chutzpah back. She added, it's going to be good for me. When I stepped onto the ice for the first time, I had this feeling of euphoria. It was such an adrenaline rush. I loved it. How great at 52 years of age. See, there's a part of me that has massive admiration for that, for really going and testing herself. She does do a lot of good, though. She supports charities like Clare House, Children's Hospice, Queenie's Christmas Charity, and she's a patron of Children's Liver Disease Foundation. She did get very heavily involved in property, and that was something I had been aware of, although I don't know how, because she's mentioned it in just about every television or newspaper interview she's ever done. Okay. She really began early on when she was at Brookside, started investing in some flats in London and various other places. And she rents those flats out and she sort of considers them as security for her old age. Yeah. Right now she's living in her home city of Liverpool in a property she bought when she was still in Brookside. And she loves it. She said she feels so grateful for things and that at 52, she still loves what she does and she's got her son and her house and that she feels great. Yeah. She says her worst buy, though, was a house in Turkey, saying that she bought it on a whim and got a great deal, but then trust struggled to sell it, even offering it for half price on Twitter. There's more to this story, though, that she didn't mention. She purchased one of a large number of homes in this place in Turkey. And it was developed and sold by Parador Properties. And they left a lot pe- a lot of people, a lot less fortunate than Sweeney herself, high and dry. Oh. So they'd been given guarantees that all of this other stuff was happening, that they'd get guarantees on rental income and all of those things. But it was all nonsense. But she actually fronted the advertising campaign for the company. Oh. 
which might have explained how she got what she thought was a great deal. So probably part of her payment was a discount on one of them. Yeah. So obviously she wasn't doing it maliciously because she yeah. thought it was a she thought it was a good Scam. investment, yeah. or else she wouldn't have done it herself. Yeah. But at the same time, having her image on the adverts mm-hmm. probably added credibility to this company. Yeah. And that led a lot of people to lose. So the area was essentially a dead zone. Paradol were basically selling trips there for £49. So you could fly over there and back for £49 to inspect the area. So they were obviously putting a lot of money into that. However, when you got there, they put the hard sell on you and a lot of pressure on the people to try and complete the purchases of those properties. They were told things like there were planned marina developments and luxury hotel complexes and it was all rubbish. The company went into liquidation in 2008, but they were still taking money from buyers right up until the point that they, they folded. Oh. Even though they knew everything was falling Fold. apart, yeah, they carried yeah. on taking yeah. innocent people's oh, money. Gosh. You can't blame her for that, but no, no, she's no. she's actually done really well for herself out of property and she's got quite an estate now, quite a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now, it's said that Sweeney keeps her son out of the limelight, but as I researched this episode, <laughs> I find that difficult to accept. So there's a, a feature in OK Magazine yeah. that recently showed her eight-year-old in her house, her yeah. eight-year-old all around the place, spotted her on the street with her eight-year-old, her eight-year-old interviewing her okay. on, a, on a video clip somewhere. Yeah. So you can't really say you're keeping him out of the limelight and then plaster him all over OK Magazine. But they also seem to get spotted, and I use inverted commas for that, they get spotted a lot. So, this whole this is this is this whole thing about celebrities. They tell newspapers where they're going to be. Yeah. Just like, oh, accidentally on purpose. Well, from from what I saw, it looks to me like she is one of the worst candidates for this I've ever seen. So they spot her everywhere when she's on holiday, or she's going about town, or she's coming out of the gym, or mm. she's going to get her shopping. Always very well made up and looking glamorous. Yeah. And yeah. It all feels a little contrived to me, but Beth, perhaps I'm just a cynic. Yeah. It's probably a bit of both, but then. I mean, yeah, I do get the fact that if you're trying to keep your children out, you wouldn't do OK magazines. And there's plenty of celebrities that don't do OK magazine deals, or they would, but with friends or husbands or whatever, not with just their children. So I get that. But I also think, fair play to her, I was a bit like you at the beginning in terms of, I remember her and things, she's quite loud. Very loud. don't really go for loud people. Brash, I would say. Yeah, brash. But I do quite like the fact that she's dipped in and in and out of her passions, the musical, theatre, the acting. Yeah, I, I respect that. her her drive and yeah. and her capacity to take on these new things. Into I mean, mm. look, I'm criticising her for for trying to keep herself in the profile, uh, keep her profile in the media. But actually, that is her job, so that is really unfair. Actually, thinking mm. about it, mm. yes, she's not my cup of tea, but actually. She came into a soap in 1989, and here we are in 2024, and we're talking about her on this episode. As someone not whose career finished in the 90s, but someone who's on the major soap in the country, someone who's just been on one of the major dance competitions, the ice skating show, she's actually done remarkably well for herself. And also on her own as well. Yeah. To a certain extent. I would imagine she's quite a hard person to live with. (laughs) You're a hard person to live with. People would say that. So she needs a Beth. She does, yeah. Excellent. Well, that's the story of Claire Sweeney. Really hope you've enjoyed the episode. We're actually going to go straight on to recording another episode now for next week. Uh, Should we let them into a little secret on who that episode's about, Beth? Oh, yeah, we could do, but we're not singing. We're not singing. 
we're going to be recording an episode on the group five. So we'll be doing an episode on five and really think that's going to be an interesting story because there was a lot of things going on in that oh. house that they all moved into. Yeah, A lot yep, of controversy lot of through that group. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we'll hopefully, we'll hopefully see you for that episode next week. Until then, talk Jogs to the, the hand. hand.